we would be honored if you would join us. everybody we have probably the biggest guest we've ever had and we will ever have pretty much the king of stacking youtube we have salivate metal joining us how you doing today sir well very kind of you sir i'm sure you'll get much bigger guests down the road but thank you so much for that warm welcome it's an honor to be here Oh, and we are absolutely honored to have you. Thank you. And I'm, of course, joined by my co-host, Silver Conundrum. How are you doing today, sir? Man, I am just happy to be here. And we have one of the biggest channels we've ever had. And one of my stacking heroes is here. So, I mean, I can't stop smiling. Well, thank you, guys. You guys are great. And it's again, it's a distinct honor, and I appreciate it. Um, I feel very uh, honored to be here and appreciate uh, everything that you guys do to help expand the community and uh, bring awareness and uh, and fun. You know, it's, a, it's great. Totally, man. So, you know, let's just jump right into it. And uh, also, please note the disclaimer that Expat Stacker and Silver Conundrum are not financial advisors or experts. Investing is risky and comes with the chance that you could lose money. So talk to a licensed professional before making any decisions about what to do with your money. This video and all of the contents on our channels is for entertainment and educational purposes only and should not be taken as financial advice. Um, I mean, you mentioned the community. I mean, I kind of look at you as like the founder of the community. Um, kind of like the if, godfather. Yeah, right. And so, like, if if there are others, I mean, you know, you're definitely like on the Mount Rushmore. You know what I mean? So, um, let's let's just like back it up for a minute. And and usually when we have guests on, we try to introduce them to the audience and stuff. But I, I, you really don't need that. So we just want to get a little bit of like background information and stuff. So like, can you tell us just basically like when and how? You started getting involved with stacking? Well, my social insecurity number is, no, I'm kidding. Um, uh, how I got into <laughs> stacking was, um, uh, well, it actually started as a collector. Um, and really, that part of me really shines through um, with what I do and what I show. But I do talk about stacking. But I guess my stacking journey started from a collector angle when my grandfather gave me a night a cleaned 1906 indian head scent and from that point i was hooked and um and and visited a local coin shop as we know now lcs is the term for that and uh i saw a johnson Mathay silver bar inside this local coin shop i still have that bar and i treasure it and uh, that is what got me into stacking and when you saw a bullion you know bullion is just not what you uh, put in to flavor your soups it is something that you accumulate to preserve your wealth and i really didn't get that for quite a long time uh, but silver was something that stood out for me because it was affordable and it seems like for me gold was unattainable at that time even though the ratio between gold and silver was much lower at that time 
But uh, that was my first foray. And of course, this was before the internet was really much of a thing. And by the time it was, there were internet forums talking about coin collecting. And in amongst that was silver uh, accumulation. It really wasn't called stacking in those days, per se. But uh, it has brought me to a point where uh, I just started getting, enjoying it uh, for the beauty and the uh, the cool factor of having these silver bars, you know, hey, you're, you can stack up these things. And, but I questioned myself, do I have too much of this stuff? You know, um, what's it going to do me down the road? I really didn't get the, the whole concept of having a lot of it and how it could protect myself against the dollar. Um, so essentially it took me until much later when I started seeing some videos on YouTube back in 2007 and 2008 talking about this stuff. And that was really before there was a, a really a community that had uh, formed around precious metals. But that was when I first heard the term stacking. And that was what inspired me to actually create a channel from other channels like the first Omega Man who went by a, a, a prior name for a while before he was out of Australia. Um, there was... It was others. Gupin Fuhrer was a guy that had gold. I just thought that was so neat. He just showed gold. That was it. Didn't really talk or interact with the community or well, didn't really have, he just showed videos and that was about it. There was other, other people that were starting to make videos around 2012. Then the community grew, but was sort of disjointed. And then I discovered uh, Silverfish VT, um, who is no longer on YouTube, but he was a certainly an inspiration um, and I discovered him after I created my channel, uh, and that was kind of the plug into the community aspect of it. But, um, yeah, it goes back quite a ways and, um, and has been after that, because the rest is history. And I think a lot of, of what, um, the growth of my channel has never been, uh, sporadic or virile, you know, or even bacterial. Um, it's just uh, pounding the pavement, so to speak, for eight years, uh, videos every day, talking about all the different topics and, um, and just plugging away. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of one of the other questions, uh, that I wanted to ask you is like, what actually made you kind of decide to get started on YouTube? So it sounds like basically you found some channels that were talking about this topic and it inspired you. Is that correct? Yes, and really, it was the the novel idea of the unboxing, where you take silver and you unbox it and talk about it, you know, and it was a part of the process. It was the ritual of unboxing, you know, Big Stack McGee was another channel that kind of inspired me at the time. And uh, when I saw that, and I was like, well, I'm going to try this tube. I'm going to put my hand in it and see see how it works. I, I those old videos are embarrassing to watch these days, but um, yeah, that was the that was the beginning of it. And I thought, well, if I have silver to unbox, then I'll do it. But a lot of my stuff I bought from my local coin shop, so there wasn't really many unboxings. But then I found out about these online dealers, um, and so I said, well, I'm going to order from them and see what I can do and see if I can do an unboxing. And so that's kind of how that started. And um, and so that was kind of the inspiration to actually start the channel was the unboxing. Got it. 
All right. And and you kind of also touched on this next one, this next like question that I wanted to ask, which is like, how has this community changed over time? Like, especially recently, I, I think um, I started watching the stacking videos and, you know, all that, all the, the videos from the community, maybe about, uh, I, I want to say around 2017, 2018 is when I first kind of discovered it. Right. And, mm -hmm. and it seems to me like, I mean, sometimes I, <laughs> I realized there's like a huge channel out there that I just hadn't, hadn't really seen and I didn't know about. Right. Um, <laughs> but so I don't know all the channels, but it, it feels like to me personally, there's just a ton of new channels popping up all the time. So it seems like the, the interest in this is like really exploding and people are enthusiastic to talk about it. They want to, you know, go onto YouTube or wherever and discuss it. So like how, how has the community changed over time since you, you started? <clears throat> well, uh, at first it was obviously much smaller as you can imagine. And, uh, most everybody knew everybody else. And, um, and we were all kind of on the same page in terms of um, uh, what the future of silver with quantitative easing. There was something called quantitative easing that was a big deal uh, sort of at the very beginning uh, when I uh, made my way onto the uh, scene. And the QE3, it's like, okay, this is, there's no way this is going to last. Something's got to give here. And so we were all thinking that we were on the precipice probably of um, – either hyperinflation or a great economic downturn that was worse than 2007 and 2008. Um, and, uh, but it has, it was back then it was, there's several different generations since I, I've, I've came aboard here. And I think that, that, that I think I probably came about on the second generation of, um, of, of the community, so to speak. And that generation was really community focused and, um, it was simpler as far as uh, the the analysis from within the community. Now there were other channels that were doing it on a different level with precious metals that were I don't consider part of the community that were talking about, you know, some of the nuances and the details of of what's going on with the Fed and the like. But us in the community was more focused on unboxings and showing the silver and talking about the silver that we got, and and also was on the on the tail end of the crash JP buy silver crash JP Morgan movement that started right before I came, came aboard. And, uh, so it was about sending a message. Of course, manipulation was a big deal. Then, um, uh, I even kind of, you know, uh, was thinking it was a, a bigger thing than what I had learned. And uh, since then, uh, but, that is kind of how it evolved. It started with unboxings. That was a big deal. Then it kind of moved into another phase where the precious metals went down and uh, uh, and especially silver went down greatly uh, from about 2014, end of 2013 into about, well, until the um, about 2016 when it went up a little bit again, but then it fell again. Uh, very greatly. So that period of kind of that uh, um, stagnancy for, for silver, especially, a lot of people got jaded on silver. And so the community sort of split uh, on that angle. And there was more analysis and more talk about uh, that sort of aspect of why is silver so cheap? 
and and then you started to see splits in the community as far as philosophy is concerned and that is an, yet another sort of generation or how the community has evolved and moved more towards commentary my channel moved more towards commentary during during that time as well and and i think that that has created a lot of um in some cases division within the community as well too where it kind of split but also during that time you saw sub communities form uh you have a, a community that formed out of poured silver many people in the community started pouring their own silver and doing a great job at it and so you had communities built sub communities built around that you had communities built around different interests in silver um, and then gold made uh, also a comeback and there's channels that started to form solely based around gold um, then you saw some other bigger channels you know uh say well hey you know i i don't like gold at all it should only be silver and then there's some in the gold community that says i don't like silver at all it should only be gold and and so there's that evolution then i think we are now into yet another uh phase of the of the community what you're talking about this massive influx of new channels and uh and even young kids i interviewed a young stacker on my live stream last night and we've seen young people form come into the community, but usually they come and they're here for a while. They get burnt out. They get interested interested in something else, or uh, or they their parents say, "Well, okay, this is too much," you know, and they shut down the channel. Um, but uh, now we're seeing um, it evolve yet again, especially with the silver squeeze that's happening um, and a great interest after the pandemic. A lot of channels formed last year, thinking, "Well, hey, this Black Swan event." Uh, people are starting to really uh, get interested in precious metals. And then you also have the angle with the cryptocurrencies that make their way into the, the community that either overlap with or uh, are in con conflict with the community. The other aspect is prepping um, and, and, other, um, and also prospecting. Uh, you have those communities that kind of overlap as well. And we've seen that a lot in the community where uh, you have prepping and stacking really gotten in some ways convoluted um, and, uh, and, and in some instances because it's so it's getting larger. And by the way, I believe we're still small compared to the grand scheme of, of the YouTube averse, I call it, but also overall for Americans specifically and even the Western world generally there's not nearly as many silver stackers or, or precious metal accumulators as there is other interest in other areas. Um, but because it's growing, there's a lot more opinion out there. And it's getting sometimes to a point where just because you have a different opinion, you can be um, um, kind of lambasted or, or um, put down. Uh, because of your opinion may differ or you don't toe the line, so to speak. And I, I know that I'm, I typically don't hold a lot of the common uh, perceptions of manipulation that many other people do. I have different views on, on, on uh, inflation or, or some other aspects, some other um, philosophy or approach. But in the end, I think we're all the same and that we believe that precious metals are a wealth preservation tool. And, um, and I think that in the end, that's really the most important factor. But sometimes if you hold a little different viewpoint, you're going to get some pushback. Um, 
And, um, and, but I do, I'm one of those people that likes to see the nuance and things. I like to look at things critically, um, and understand it fully. I want to be open-minded about it too, but uh, other people aren't as open-minded. You're either, you're a purist, you know what I mean? You can, you're, and so if it's not this way, well, then you're part of the problem, you know, but I feel like, you know, Hey, we can all come together. We can have different points of view and, uh, and come together with the understanding that in the end, uh, the common, what, 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 what it points to is gold and silver, uh, our money and, um, and they will preserve our wealth. But it is interesting to see how it's evolved over over time. It's it's been fascinating, and it is neat and exciting to see new stackers out there and uh, and accumulators of precious metals in general. So, I got a question for you. Do you think that that is a a downfall of the silver community though? Everybody basically talks down to each other based off of their viewpoints, and it kind of deters new stackers from wanting to get involved because they're afraid that their viewpoints are going to be shunned i i think it could be i think it i think there's stackers that can get confused uh one of my sayings i say on my channel especially with regards to silver is silver doesn't need me to hype it it sells itself all i can do or i can try to do to the best of my ability is try to educate and try to give uh, an idea of what we know about silver um, I think people so often is, are feeling, okay, well, hey, uh, we're going to do this squeeze, which, by the way, I'm for the silver squeeze, as long as you understand what you're getting into um, and understanding what the fundamentals of silver are, um, is that uh, silver is not going to make you rich. It is not going to go to the moon anytime soon. But many people think, okay, well, silver is going to go to the moon any moment now. We're on the precipice of that. I was there in 2013, by the way. I was thinking, oh, we've got this massive dip. It was at $50, almost $50. Now yep. it's down to $30. Oh, my goodness gracious, it's going to go back to 50 and go way up. Well, that didn't happen. It went down to nope. 14 It went down, you know what I mean? Yep, I was there for that. That's when I, I actually got lucky and sold my stack and my dad's stack that I inherited and paid off my house with it. So nice. We, I timed it very, very lucky. I've been stacking since I was, well, I say eight or nine years old. Right. Same scenario as you for the most part. Only difference was I actually found a piece of eight on a beach and went to go throw it back in. And my dad stopped me and wow. told me what it was. And that was after Hurricane Hugo in South Carolina, in you know, Myrtle Beach. And so that was my stacking start. And then when my dad passed away, he gave me all his stuff. Then 2011 happened when as soon as silver hit like 50 bucks an ounce, I sold it all off and paid off everything I owned with it. And, nice. Oh, I got lucky. And I do mean lucky. And now I, I see the same loop starting to happen again. Like, you know, how it went, you know, how it went up. Then it started notching down. Then it notched back up and then it notched back down. Then it spiked up real good. Yeah, if you look at what's going on right now, we're in the same boat, and I'm I got my fingers crossed. I'm hoping for the exact same thing to happen again. Right. But when we talk about the silver squeeze, you said that you remember back when you first started off that it was always buy silver, crush J.P. Morgan. Now there's a new generation coming through that's preaching that same song. Do you think J.P. Morgan's so used to hearing us say that, but we don't unite behind a single banner? and actually make it happen is just a group of people and it's just not enough of people to make it work. I think of every single member of the community here on YouTube or, or Reddit or wherever 
were to um, unite and buy. And I think there is a lot of buying going on, and I'm, I'm all for it as long as you understand it. But I think that there's so much silver in the COMEX and so much silver that's used for other purposes other than stacking. In fact, if you look at a pie chart, uh, over uh, 50, between 50 and 60% is industrial use. And mm -hmm. we're, we're like uh, less than a quarter, I think, uh, so far. But we can move that pie more the more we buy. But is it enough uh, with, the, with the amount of silver that's out there to have, uh, have an effect overall? Um, and, um, <clears throat> you know, and this is where manipulation comes into play. This is where people have varying opinions about manipulation. And I know my opinion on it is, is, uh, is in the minority. And uh, overall, in terms of what I refer to as macro manipulation, but I do believe there's manipulation, but it happens from within organizations. J.P. Morgan being front and center of that. I've covered a story about that where they were fined $920 million for manipulation. Yep. That, that we did one yep. as well. Yep. And uh, so that is happens. But see, the thing is, is that kind of manipulation, which, which I refer to as micro manipulation, not because it's small, but because it happens from within one organization, J.P. Morgan. And what is the motive behind such manipulation? It is not to suppress the price of silver. No, it is the precious metals trading desk profiting from precious metal trades, spoofing. And how do you profit? Well, you profit on the way up and on the way down. In other words, they spoof these uh, these uh, these options and these calls and what have you um, uh, so that they can make money. They can make money when it goes up or goes down. It just depends. Um, and that's what I think a lot of people don't get and don't understand. They think, oh, it's, it's all about suppressing it. Well, no. And by the way, that happens in other commodities too. It um, does. And, uh, and, but, um, but the thing is, is I think the reason why I believe that I'm critical of macro manipulation is because it gives people a false hope that uh, sooner or later the bubble's going to burst and they can't do it for, for so long and then it's just going to explode. And the true value of silver is, 50, 100, 1,000, 8,000, or it should be at one-to-one -to, -one to gold, which is the most ridiculous argument I've ever heard. Um, you know, there's there's no way, uh, not in any scenario, in any situation where gold is going to be valued or silver is going to be valued at the same as silver. The only time that ever happened was in ancient Egypt, and that was because they didn't have the technology to mine silver and silver was was really looked at there wasn't as much silver just in that region or there wasn't you know there wasn't mining in fact most of the silver ever mined has been since 1900 um and if you look at the production of silver it's gone up um, almost exponentially even since uh, the 90s uh, because of the great demand for it uh in the industrial and the biomedical field technology it's really a versatile it's an amazing metal for that and that's just it that's why i believe silver sells itself um it's just um it's 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 really remarkable just in the physical properties of the metal and how much demand there is in these different areas it, it really is and i mean um you know i i, I kind of want to get back to uh one of the other things that you had had mentioned there about how like um people can't really accept uh alternative viewpoints and things like that and you're right that like some of the the narratives that that spill into these conversations um, are <laughs> can be ridiculous and in some cases I think even even possibly harmful or or misleading. Um, 
I, I did a, a video recently um, about th these people aren't really members of the community, the stacking community. They're just more like kind of commentators, but they they're like the silver pumpers and and um, you know they 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 kind of spread misinformation to get people all hysterical and excited about about things. But you know to to kind of get back to the the viewpoints, you know the different the differing viewpoints of individuals, and maybe we are here talking about members of the community. You know, like this is this is kind of like a culture, right? And um, basically, we could loosely define culture as like two things, which is the things that we a group of people makes, and then the things that they do, right? And I feel like whenever you have um, a group that's growing, like our group is, you're gonna have cultural change occurring, and when you have change happening, there's kind of like a settling period where the dust has to settle and we have to figure out like how are we going to how are we going to do things how are we going to have conversations how are we going to communicate how are we going to learn you know and then so we have lots of different conversations going on and lots of different viewpoints and then add on to that we're in a very politically divisive environment right now especially in the United States right so people are kind of dug into I'm on this team you're on that team you don't agree with everything I have to say and we agree about nothing, you know, um, and like their political identity actually becomes part of their personal identity and they cannot accept, you know, different opinions. Um, on top of that, we're on the Internet. That's the space that we're all communicating in and living in here. And people like to live in echo chambers. Oh, I don't like what that person has to say. Click and then you never hear from them again. I right. do like what this person has to say, subscribe. I hear about the, whatever they have to say every single day and that becomes your reality, you know? So they just shut down and turn off information that they don't like, even though some of that information may be actually accurate or like true or, or something that they, they could learn from. But one of my favorite quotes is, you know, you cannot learn that which you pretend to already know. You know, and in other words, you have to listen and sometimes the truth hurts and, you know, sometimes it can be humbling and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, I think that someone like you who's been in this, this kind of, you know, this uh, game, if you want to say for so long, then you're going to have to eat your humble pie every once in a while and like learn some lessons and stuff. And I, I was listening to you the other day on one of your live streams, I think it was, and you had mentioned like that you had i think like liquidated or a retirement account and put it all into silver and stuff and you were like i kind of regret doing that now I, I had a like different mindset at, at that time and stuff like that so like what i wanted to ask is um what are some of the like kind of revelations or big lessons that you've learned since you started stacking and especially since you've been on youtube yeah, it's about keeping an open mind. And um, and yeah, that was definitely a mistake that I made and I learned from it. And that's why I am so cautious in my approach to, uh, like you say, the silver pumpers. I know that sounds derogatory, but I, you know, but I think you're right. There is some of that in the community, but also a lot of it spans from these other channels and commentators that are really outside of the community. I can't tell you how many times people say, hey, have you checked out this channel whatever and what they're saying it was like i don't really watch that stuff because i'm about community 
and I'd rather uh, spend my time focusing on supporting other channels that interact with me. Uh, my time is much better spent there than and then trying to have somebody else try to shape an opinion. If they have documented research, I say people that want me to listen to stuff, yeah, if you find me a timestamp or whatever, I'll listen to it or whatever. But I'd like to see documents that back some of their claims up, you know, and but I want to keep an open mind to anything. Um, but yes, I've made mistakes and I will certainly eat crow. In fact, I've said people, hey, I, I even said that if this thing squeeze works out and it gets to $50 an ounce, I'll eat crow. And I was kind of researching, well, well you know, I'm going to have to find a way to actually visit. I, I don't want to go find a dead bird roadkill and cook it up. You know, and and do some sort of uh, is this really a crow or is this a buzzard? What am I going to eat here? You know, <laughs> but uh, but regardless, when I and I give predictions, I even give predictions on silver and gold, but I don't take my predictions seriously because it's only a guess. You know, um, that's all it ever is. That's all it ever is. Yeah, but uh, I do think going back to what you talked about, expat. You know, um, I am a very ideological person. Um, and uh, and I'm pretty open about my political views and my philosophy on on things. But just because you're open minded about things does not mean you have to compromise your beliefs. Um, like, for instance, uh, this whole thing about gas prices going up. I'll give you just this is not really well. This is some can be somewhat related to uh, stacking because obviously fuel and oil, you know, when that goes up that can uh, have an effect on the markets. But when gases go up, you know, some of my conservative friends, well, hey, uh, this is all Biden, you know, this is this is a, you know, and of course, you know, you want confirmation bias, you know, on that kind of thing. So it's easy for somebody like me to say, yeah, let's just blame Biden. But really, there's more nuance than that. You know, you had the storms in Texas uh, and and uh, the and the freeze that happened there that caused a crisis and that which is another uh, argument for prepping in some of those areas to be prepared for things like that. But there was other factors that played into uh, fuel costs going up. Um, it wasn't all Biden's fault. I think some of it was, but you know, but I'm I'm open-minded to certain scenarios just because if something doesn't uh, fit my ideological viewpoint or confirmation bias doesn't mean that I can't be open-minded. The one thing about this community is as it's grown, organically, there's a lot of different viewpoints politically, ethnically, um, uh, and culturally. I mean, I had a guy come in from Lithuania. I've had people on my channel from Iran. I've had, I've had uh, discussions with folks out of Syria, um, uh, many different parts, and, and even, even uh, South Korea. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and, and it was somebody who is an American that lives in South Korea. Imagine that. I mean, hey, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. There's another guy named Silver Torch 66, who I think is in South Korea as well. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know if he posts much anymore. I haven't seen anything from him from a while. But, but it's just a very diverse community. Um, and from people from all over the world, um, with all different viewpoints, all different religious views. Um, and, and, and so I think on my channel, I like to keep an open uh, dialogue or communication, either on my live streams or whatever, as long as people are respectful with each other, you can say whatever you want about any politician on the left or right. 
you can say whatever you want that's uh as long as it's not spam you know what i mean as long as you can talk about anything your viewpoints are always welcome here because i think that if we're if we as a whether it be about silver or gold or whatever if we're comfortable if we are solid in our foundation then you shouldn't feel threatened by an alternative viewpoint right i mean yeah. we all we all we all are about accumulating precious metals some people have may have total different reasons for accumulating than others you know yeah, yeah. It's funny you mentioned about the um, the the gas and oil prices thing because I I was I've seen that a few times like in the in the comments in the live streams and stuff and like you know that OPEC has like been doing the uh, supply cuts since like back in January so th that obviously has an impact on the you know fuel prices as well you know what I mean right yeah um, around the world so it, it like yeah some of it might be Biden's fault where we can't not and I'm no fan it's not all his fault. Right, yeah. exactly. That's right. That's right. So, like, if you say, "Oh, thanks a lot, Biden," it, it's just kind of a little bit disingenuous and not a, a complete, you know, version of the truth. So, it, it reminds me of um, I don't remember where it's from, but I remember this like kind of comedy skit back in the day where it was like getting ridiculous because they were blaming Obama for everything. It's like, "Oh man, my twenty-four case of beer price went up. Thanks a lot, Obama." Right, you know, right, oh, right, man, right. It's raining now. Thanks a lot, Obama. It's funny. Yep. So, and by right. the way, and, and, and full disclosure, I have been victim to some of that in the past. Human. But more human, and and also, I do like to really look in the nitty gritty of everything. Like especially with regards to this past election, which I'm not going to talk about because even mentioning it may cause some issue. And uh, I have strong views on it, but um, but I don't. I hold those views because I've researched it. I mean, I researched, I watched the hearings, I've, I've looked into uh, into great detail about what went on there. Um, and so I think if you're gonna have a strong opinion about it, it is good to really check yourself and research um, um, and to really to get a deal. And, I, and that's another thing going back to manipulation. There's a lot that's talked about with regards to manipulation in the COMEX, CME and the and what's going on there with all the numbers and the deliveries? It's it's honestly confusing, um, and so it's and it's and the uh, commitment of trade reports that they uh, released are intentionally vague to kind of protect these big banks, um, you know, with their disclosures and things like that. So it's kind of hard to really read, and so people can make can assume different uh, uh, opinions and can come out with uh, a seemingly cogent argument because of how they interpret that. Um, and so there's a lot to it and um, I'm still learning and, and, uh, and understanding, but I, what I've found is many times people say, well, okay, they're not gonna be able to make delivery this month. And now as of the recording of this video, we're on, on another uh, deadline to where we're gonna see something happen there. What, what, what could it be? It could be big, it may not be, it could be nothing. Um, uh, and I, that's the thing that that's the thing that I want to be open mind to be mind about and also be very careful about over hyping something that I'm, I don't really know what's how to interpret these numbers. Anyone who studies statistics knows that you can kind of make numbers say whatever you want. I could say that like I had a 100 percent increase in my savings account, but that could mean I went from one dollars to two dollars. Right. So like right. it really is like you know 
I, I'm scared sometimes people are going to think that I'm doing some of that stuff because I, I give like I try to give facts and information and let people, you know, make their own opinions uh, in some of the shows that I do, including this one. But, um, you know, it, it, it's it really is up to the individual as, as well about like what they what they want to believe, you know, what they want the numbers to say. Um, but I feel like, you know, as long as you're being open to in new information and, and facts, it's like you said, you won't be so defensive if you really have an open mind about it and you've done your own due diligence. So that's and good. And you have so, a strong belief in your core foundation also. Silver Conundrum, you hit it right there. That's one thing. My core beliefs uh, will not change. I mean, I am, uh, that's the foundation. Those are the solid truths in my life. And, uh, but everything else around it, I believe we can keep an open mind about, you know, and um, part of our core. I mean, we have our own ideological cores outside of the purview of precious metals, but within precious metals, we're really all the same. We accumulate because we know uh, what's fact is that the dollar, you know, this, this little uh, debt instrument here um, is uh, by design uh, devalued by at least 2% each year. Um, where, whereas silver and gold, in the long run, they they uh, they work against that. In other words, they they protect our wealth. That's a they sniff it out. They sniff it out. That's right, and and it's foundational. We can all agree on that. And by the way, we can agree on that even with understanding that what this this debt instrument is. Um, I used to not call it money, but now I believe it is money. And I'm going to do a video talking about that probably soon. But it does not change the fundamentals of, of what the most stable form of money is. And I believe that's gold, then silver, and um, and it has been for uh, millennia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it kind of always cracks me up when people are like, oh, this worthless fiat and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, you need that to live day to day. Exactly, that's right. You could live without it. Accept it. As long as we yep. accept what it is, then it yep. is not worthless. It's by exactly. assets. That's right. Yep. We don't like it. It's right. still part of our everyday life. Like we can exactly. go exactly if, if the government says the mark on this tree is now our new currency, we're all going to say okay because it's going to buy us what we need. That's it don't right. matter what it is. Just like what you said, the hard assets, the hard physical assets is the gold and silver. And then yep. the subsequent groups of metals thereafter. But in the grand scheme of things, as much as it pains me to say it, it really does. It's just a fact of life. And another thing that we were talking about earlier was just the different viewpoints. If we take race, color, creed out of the equation, we all want the exact same thing. Might be a different way, but we all want the exact same thing. Yep. And people need to, and this is just me talking, so take it for what it is. We need to get out of our own ways and stand united as a front. Take all of our personal beliefs out, throw them out the window, and unite as a front against a common, and I say enemy in quotations, and stand united with each other. Just because you like poured silver versus stamped silver, or you like um, physical gold versus paper gold uh, or paper silver, we all have the same end game. Right. People just need to learn to unite and stand up for each other and quit talking down to each other just because of their viewpoints. Expat and I have actually had some really good discussions. I'm not going to lie to you. I am a hard right type person. and But I'm also at the same time, I have an open mind about things and I'm willing to discuss and compromise and understand and listen. 
And people need to learn how to do that too, not just in our community, but as a society. Like just because, like what expat said earlier, I don't like your channel, I'm unsubscribing because it doesn't echo what I want to hear. No, diversity is really good for education. That's one of those biggest things. That's how you learn. Like I've learned so much things from watching your channel, 5150's channel, expat's channel, that some of this stuff, I've been stacking, like I said, for 31 years now. And there's things I didn't even think about. Expat has changed my mind on so many viewpoints that I've had. And just listening to him talking, actually having the conversation, it, make, it goes a long way. And people really need to do that with each other, not just in the silver community, but as a whole. And like, if we talk about something, don't shoot somebody down because you don't like what they have to say. Listen to it because they might teach you something that you never thought about from a different perspective. And you can what, equate what, that to your Wait a second. What was that you said? I, I, I wasn't listening. Exactly. No, I, I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing it. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> no, you're, 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 you're 100% correct. I agree with that completely. That's, that's exactly right. And, um, you know, that we tend to like go in echo chambers, confirmation bias. Uh, there was a, there was a thing on um, uh, a program on Netflix of all things that talked about this with social media. Um, I forget the name of it now, but it really spoke to a lot of what you were talking about here. Some about Black Mirror? No, no, but Black Mirror is pretty eye-opening too. It was a one. It was a documentary uh, on social. I think it was called the Social. Um, social was in the name of it, but it was a really eye-opening uh, thing about confirmation bias and about echo chambers and about how how a lot of these opinions and viewpoints and especially with regards to social media can really bring people to point of depression and 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 other aspects because of part of what you just mentioned here you know i mean we get stuck in our own ways and our own don't we're not open-minded we're not open to learning and and it's just uh you know and that's why i always tell folks you know people say well Sal, why do you have so many uh, lefties on your on your channel? You know, um, and I'm like, well, hey, I mean, because I because we we have a commonality in gold and silver, just because right. they, yeah, and and we have different viewpoints. I get teased a lot by some of them, by the way, and they're saying, well, Sal, why do you why do you uh, take that or whatever? So you know what? I mean, I'm okay with it because I'm comfortable in my own beliefs, um, and. And I'm, I'll allow them to say we have a mutual respect in that regard because they understand that I'm being open-minded, allowing them to say what they want. And uh, and I think that helps bring us together, even if we have different political views or ideological views on other matters. It's what bonds us together, you know, those core values and beliefs. And um, and so I'm, I'm with you on that completely. And that's great that you're open-minded. You know, it's about understanding nuance and you know with a channel when you do a video you talk 10 15 minutes about a subject you can you can really get into some of that nuance and some of your feelings you may not get all the details and the like but i know expat you know very knowledgeable i show a lot of information and cover a lot of different topics on your stuff too and it's 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 um so amazing and i've learned a lot there too especially the myanmar situation would happen there i mean i like how you pull in all of the different avenues and aspects of what's happening around the world and kind of bring it together and and talk about in in relation to precious metals and and just uh, where we're going from here so i think that's neat what you're doing appreciate that very much from both of you guys and uh, likewise you know i mean I've, I've learned a lot um 
just watching your guys' channels and through discussions. I mean, I talk with Silver Conundrum almost on a daily basis and stuff, and we do have, you know, very different um, political viewpoints. And, um, I, you know, I don't really tend to define people as this person is left, this person is right. I mean, they're a person. Empathy means that I recognize that a human being has a con contribution that they can make, that they're a, a valuable human life, and I respect them. Um, it doesn't mean I'm just going to, you know, like be a, a hippie and let people walk all over me. Right, or right, exactly. You know, yeah. But like, it's, it's just that I'm not going to just shut you down and shoot you down and turn you, you know, turn off because you say something I don't agree with or that I don't like. So that I always tell people, like, um, when it comes to me, when it comes, because like people are like, oh, I don't want to talk about politics, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't want to talk about politics either. I want to talk about principles and, and policies. Yes. Yeah. So I don't, I don't like subscribe to any political party and I don't subscribe to any individual politicians. Of course, there's people who are like more closely aligned ideologically with me than um, some others, but like, I'm not going to just defend that person no matter what they do, even if I mostly agree with them, you know, um, I'm not going to just excuse any, any bad behavior. And on the flip side, if there's somebody who I normally don't agree with and normally think that, you know, they're, they're wrong, um, when they do something that I think is good, they're getting credit for it. You know, I mean, I can vouch for you on that one. And that comes from just, like I said, not making my allegiance toward like one political party or one, you know, um, individual politician, but just having principles. And then that way, when new things happen, as they inevitably will, uh, I can take that information in and be consistent, you know? So that's, right. that's how I look at it. What you guys were talking about, like core beliefs and stuff like that. And, um, you know, that's, it, it works for everything. Honestly, it works for politics. It works for, uh, precious metals. I mean, that's just, it's just part of learning. It helps you to just keep an open mind. And if you find out later, like if you learn something new or something happens and you're like, yeah, you know what? I have to actually change my, uh, my philosophy on that or my, my, my principle on that. Or like I used to support this policy, but not so much anymore, you know, like you can, you can do that when, when that is the, the kind of foundation, the guiding principle and silver conundrum and I, um, our friendship is is centered around i mean it started around precious metals like like silver and, and gold and stuff like that we have this mutual interest in some other areas uh like just normal area like we're both in a gardening for example so we, we have like other interests in common as well uh but there's other things that like uh we believe in that are completely opposed to All each other opposites. But because the beginning of our relationship and the focus of our conversations doesn't start with, well, you're a, you're like a right leaning person and I'm, you know, whatever, uh, or like you're uh, in the United States and I'm in Asia, whatever, like these, these identity politics things that people use to define themselves, you know, it's like, yeah, I know like, like your ethnicity or religion, your gender, whatever these things kind of contribute to who you are as an individual but they don't define who you are as an individual so you don't have to start every single conversation with that it just doesn't make sense sometimes but these days it feels like 
it it feels like people want to start every single conversation like that. It's it yep. really divides us a lot. It sure does. I agree with that completely. We it has been ingrained in our media to the point yeah. now where now this there's a latest shooting that has occurred that they're trying to blame on on race when when even the shooter himself confessed that it, that it had nothing to do with it. Um, and uh, but yeah, it, it's crazy. Uh, identity politics certainly is a poison. And it's more divisive than than uniting. And I agree, it's about the measure of a person. It was Martin, right. Luther, Martin Luther King Jr. who said, I judge not on the color of your skin, but the content of one's character. That's the profound uh, identifier. And boy, so many in, in, our, uh, in our discourse should follow those words. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. We don't need to vilify any individual person based on some factors that are outside of their control, like their gender or their race or anything like that. We should be more focused on constructive things uh, because that's part of living in a um, civilized society as human beings. And that's part of uh, making yourself a better person as well and, and learning things and growing as a person. I mean, that's what life is all about. You know what I mean? Human beings are social creatures. It's interesting to talk about like the uh, positive side and the negative side of social media and like how it can bring out the best, it can bring out the worst. I think, you know, if you think, just think about books, right? Like the printing press, that invention had changed the course of human history, like in dramatic extreme ways that we're still reflecting on in history. And now we have something in the internet and social media which is like a trillion times stronger than that and we're just now getting into it so i think we really don't even begin to grasp it. the power of it yeah, yeah and like how it really is going to um influence everything but i just try to put my contribution into it you, you mentioned about the news and like i've talked with um people especially in the united states about hey did you hear about this thing did you hear about that thing and they're like no i'm like what you know like right. this is like this is like the huge the biggest thing like uh the the one that really opened my eyes was the rcep which was like this trade agreement involving china and a whole bunch of other asian countries it's the largest you know free trade block in the world and like nobody heard about it so i was like okay i'm gonna do a video on it and then it kind of dawned on me like people are hearing about nothing except for like Trump, Russia, Trump, Russia, Trump, right. whatever, right. you know, like, I was like, so yep. I need to like contribute some, some like, it's impossible not to be biased because your perspective just makes you biased. So like I, the classic example that I use is like, if you're on one side of the street, I'm on the other side of the street and we both witnessed the same car crash, your version of what happened might be slightly different than mine because you saw it from a different angle. It doesn't mean that you're wrong and or, or who someone's right. It just means we saw it differently. Now, you know, we can be rational and reasonable about these things. And so, but I just try to give people facts and information that I think could be helpful and useful for them to understand the world that they're living in. Because the amount of information that we're bombarded with and the way that the U.S. mainstream media has like just taking it in a completely different direction. They're all about division and like, um, you know, telling a narrative. People use the word propaganda. You could, you know, you can 
think that if you want to, but it's not to inform you or to like, you know, help make things constructive. I mean, you know, nothing is just clearly black and white. So I don't want to just say like, they're totally trying to brainwash us, but like <laughs> clearly their guiding principle is not to inform people and help people. So like, I've just felt like, man, I want to do that a little bit. So obviously I'm a drop within a drop in the ocean and, but you know, I try to, and I think you guys also try to help to give different perspectives, different viewpoints and um, try to get the conversation going. And I, I respect you, uh, Sal as well, because I see that you do respond to those comments when people are being, you know, maybe a little too extreme or closed minded or something, you don't like attack them, but you just say, well, here's what I think, you know, and, you know, different opinions never hurt anybody, you know, <laughs> you're going to live, you know, it's okay. <laughs> you know what Tomorrow's I mean? Tomorrow's so still going to get here. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. And, and I think that's, you know, in, in the example you used about the free trade, Asian free trade agreement, you know, that's not a sexy story in, 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 in the West, really anywhere in the West, much less uh, the United States. And so even though obviously you have access to all the mainstream um, media sources here in the West that we do, probably my guess, what's being talked about in your area there in South Korea, that's that other side of the street thing. And obviously that's an important story, but um, um, not to apparently the Western media. So it's neat that you're uh, providing it from that angle and that, and that viewpoint and it could have ramifications. I mean, and that's the thing, when you talk about information and stuff that we hear about in the news, whether it be alternative media or mainstream media, um, <clears throat> it's it's always those little little tidbits of news that um, uh, come out that maybe there's a, it's on page one you know three C of the newspaper to use an example or or buried down in a in an article on CNN.com or something about something well hey the housing market is this or or there's some little thing about the Fed that could be the thing that could change everything that little story that nobody sees. Um, and, 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 and maybe two weeks ago, it wouldn't have had the effect, but now it will. And that could start, you know, uh, a potential economic, uh, panic. Downfall. Yeah. Downfall. And, but we don't, so many different things I've heard from so many pe people talking about, even I took a call from a guy who works for, um, somebody in the 1% category, very rich, you know, millionaire and uh and they sold their stocks in january they got out of the market and he knows that nope. other people are doing the same thing but but now we have the dow at an all-time high go well, figure the, you talk about that but look what happened with uh eli musk look at what happened with uh the gentleman who owned um amazon can't, uh, can't remember his name off the top of my head now i mean there's only out of the big jeff the google yeah jeff bezos that's it and look yeah. at Google. All of their guys stepped up. The only one who's left right now that still has any platform is Dagum Zuckerberg. Right. He's the only one who hasn't sold out his platform yet. If you look at what's going on, these guys are getting out on the top. What information do they know or what have they been told? And this is just me thinking out loud. Right. What have they been told to make them sell their stocks right now? even though they're at an all-time high and they're still going higher. Like, what's the reasoning? You don't just sell a multi-billion dollar company because you want to retire. Because the, the question is, how much money is enough money? The answer is all of it. 
Right, exactly. That's right. And and see, and that that's just it. And that's why I believe that whether or not the trigger, whatever that trigger is, happens or not, at any particular point in time, when it'll happen, because no one really knows. Um, the 2007-2008 crisis snuck up on us really quickly. You're right. And when it hit, it hit hard. It hit hard. And so that's why my feeling is, is that every ounce that you get of silver, um, every tenth ounce you get of gold, I, I think is further positioning yourself for what could come or what may not come. You're protected either way, in my view, over the course of a long period of time. And uh, and so that's why you got to be wise about your accumulation strategy, um, uh, because there's some people that that are so convinced that it's going to happen in April. Actually, April was a month that, that came out. Some people say June or August. There's people that thought it was going to happen last year. There's some people that thought it was going to happen two years ago. They've been talking about <laughs> now, that since their late 80s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, you know, in the Bible, you know, people say no one knows the day or the hour of Christ's arrival come as a thief in the night. That's and, right. and and I think you can apply the same logic to some extent to predicting uh, economic outcomes at this point in time, because I thought and when, when, when my mistake was cashing out that IRA, I thought for sure it was going to come. I didn't I didn't give a date or time, but I thought within months. So I was like, I better get out of this stuff now. Um, and um, hindsight is twenty twenty, and here we are in twenty twenty one. And and so my feeling is, is I have accumulated enough gold and silver now that I'm protected, and it's not been on these massive buys, you know, um, at it's any cumulative. It's a cumulative. It's an accumulative measure, and it's a it's a concept that I refer to as smart dollar cost averaging. I'm probably going to be posting, a vi and I've talked about posting a video about that, but part of the reason I'm waiting is because as my channel grows, I get more views for these videos that I post out, and that's one I really want to maximize views on because I think it does give a balanced approach all the while understanding and, and hoping to unite the community because I am about building people up, lifting people up, not dividing. Um, well, and, down, that's right. Tearing down. I think that's and and that's kind of the overall message that I want to try to send um, as to how we can all come together, even if we have different philosophies on certain aspects of the markets or politics or what have you. So, yeah, that is, uh, you know, very commendable. And I think that's probably, you know, been like one of the main reasons why your channel has grown to what it is today because people ultimately recognize that even if they can't um you know conduct themselves in that way but um i certainly appreciate that you know um it's oftentimes a breath of fresh air to hear you say uh things like that to send messages to people and uh because a lot of people listen to you so um i really appreciate that and um, I mean, this conversation has just been really, really uh, interesting, and um, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that because of just your name power, <laughs> you know, we're going to get a lot of people um, tuning into this episode. So I'm, I'm also glad we got to talk about these important topics uh, because I, do, I agree, it's, it's, it's really important and. You know, I think a lot of people are getting tired of the division and nothing's getting accomplished. It's counterproductive. So we have to uh, think about how we can do things a little differently. So 
Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, Silver Conundrum, did you have any uh, anything else you wanted to say? No, nah, brother, just I hope this segment of the video, everybody realizes we all have something in common. Don't let nothing divide you. Don't let nothing deter you from your core beliefs. Just understand that you're not alone. I don't care your race, color, or creed. You're not alone. There's those of us out there that really do care about you as a human being and as a fellow friend and just a member of humanity. We all, we're all in this world together and none of us are going to get out alive. So stick together. And I want to say one more thing too. I have to eat a little humble pie here. I'm breaking this on the expat uh, silver conundrum uh, forum here is I do recognize and I'm fully confessing this, that there are some people who could do more push-ups than me. <laughs> I guarantee you, I am not one of them. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I joke because on my live streams, I do push-ups, and it's, we have a little fun with them. So anyways, but yeah. A lot of people think they're fake. There's conspiracy theories about my push-ups on my live streams. You must be pretty jacked, though. You must no, be pretty no. Jacked. Actually, I'm, I'm not a very heavy guy, so... Um, if I can do 25 push-ups, it's not because I'm strong. It's because I'm light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do those oh, when you good. get like super chats and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's fun. Just have a good – and that's something – got to have fun in the community too, you know. And I think that's yeah. something that we can get really bogged down on all the serious, the serious issues and discussions. But sometimes it's good to just to let loose and have a little bit of fun. That's oh, right. absolutely. Absolutely. I like to do like a – uh, rap songs and stuff like that. You know what I mean? There you so. go. Yeah, that's cool, man. Do a do a rap song about silver and gold. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, he does. Don't worry, he does. <laughs> nice, right. nice. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, may, hey, maybe we should um, collaborate because I know you uh, you're really good with the guitar, man. So, um, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, let's uh, keep it positive and constructive for sure. Um, and uh, really appreciate you once again for making the time to come on here and talk to us awesome conversation thank you so much we'll catch you guys all in the next one see you later later everyone take care